Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hey, Bombshell. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, Amber Hurdle, and I'm here to wish you a very, very happy new year. I hope your Christmas and all of your holidays were extremely blessed and that you got some downtime with your family. I appreciate your patience as I opted to skip an episode. Thank you to those of you who reached out and let me know that you missed me. Um, you know, it was one of those things that I was just going to try to cram in, and I typically do record several episodes in a in advance, but um, had some other priorities come up, so I chose not to do that for December. Um, and you know, it just got to that time, and I was like, uh, in the in the hierarchy of priorities, what is it that I can let go of and it be okay? And and this was one of those things. And um, I, I hope that everybody has areas of their businesses where they can do that and not feel like the end of the world is going to come. Um, if I was a professional podcaster, I guess I'd be different, but this is just something um, that's an extension of uh, my offering. So as many blog posts as I have skipped in my lifetime, I figured we would hang in there without one podcast episode when nobody's probably listening to it anyways, because we're also busy with our families. Um, but I do want to build on our last theme, um, episode 21, we talked about um, creating a vision for your future and how that's something that you really need to do before you could even talk about your goals. And then um, this episode, episode 22, I want to tell you the five steps to assessing your 2016. And let me back up a little bit and let you know what my husband and I did over the New Year's weekend. Um, we've done this a few times now. Um, we actually don't go do any of the partying or the hoopla. Um, trust me, I did enough of that in my younger years. And uh, <laughs> certainly I'm not missing out on anything. But um, he and I do that so that we can talk just as partners, as life partners, about what it is that we want for our coming year. And it's not a real serious thing. It's not like we, you know, sit down at desks and you know, talk about exactly these little itty bitty things that we need to accomplish. It's more of an ongoing conversation as we're also, you know, like staying at a historic hotel or a fine hotel, eating amazing food, um, drinking ample um, libations. So it's a fun experience. It's a retreat for the two of us. And we talk about our year prior. Um, and then we talk about what it is that is important to us in the next 12 months, both as a couple and as um, individuals, because we know that whether we're working towards something as a couple or family, or if it's something that we want to do as individuals in our individual businesses, we are life partners in everything. So without the support of my husband, I am not going to be as successful if, if he wasn't bought in and he could, he would certainly tell you the same thing. Um, you can imagine being married to me. <laughs> Very, I like to ask questions. I like to poke holes and, and ideas. And when I know what is most important to him as my husband's wife, I can help bring him back center just like he does me. Um, 
he is better about um, keeping me focused on the highest priorities, just kind of like skipping last week's podcast. Um, He didn't advise me to do that, but that would be something that he would give me permission to do where I might spaz out all on my little lonesome. So we're a good balance uh, for each other. We're both very super crazy driven. We're both... um, we have both have great work ethics and enjoy what we do. Um, so just having that partner who gets it and can help push and pull you back at the right moment is awesome. So we did that. We spent this past weekend in, in Louisville, Kentucky. Some of you might say Louisville, um, but at least in my section of the South, it's Louisville. And that could even be like one syllable, Louisville. I don't even know if you could break it up. But anyways, um, shout out to Ceviche, which is my favorite restaurant in Louisville. Um, It is an amazing restaurant if you ever get a chance to go there. Um, Seafood, heaven, great wine, great cocktails. um, And of course, they feature uh, their Ceviche dishes um, as appetizers. So I had a snapper there. If you go to my Instagram, at Amber Hurdle, like my personal one, where all you're going to see is like my kids and my granddaughter and uh, my food, then then you will see a picture of that. And um, of course, if you want to follow me from a business standpoint and um, have more like fempreneur stuff, you could always follow me at Bombshell Biz. That's Bombshell Biz with a Z. Anyway, so fabulous time there. And um, I just want to break down the process because this is something that I've always done. My husband and I started creating vision boards together um, a few years ago. And then we got real quote serious about it. Like I said, it's not super serious, but we, we got serious about the process of it and really making the commitment to do it. Um, and I mean, this past year, he and I crushed it. And when I say that, I don't want you to think, oh, nothing went wrong. You must have like sandbagged your goals. Um, No, we didn't. Actually, we had some very challenging goals. And I'll tell you about some of them, um, at least mine. And, And then there were a couple areas where we didn't meet our goal. And that's okay, too. So we're going to talk about that. Well, I mean, maybe it's not okay, um, but it is okay. In the end, it's going to be okay. And and you get somewhere with that. So the very first thing, take those little uh, pens and, and paper out or pull up your notes screen on your phone. Um, the very first step that you need to take when you're assessing your previous year is, did you hit your goals? Be serious with yourself. Be honest with yourself. And if you have wishy-washy goals like lose weight with no number of pounds or or body fat or size drop or inches lost or something like that, then that's a mamsy-pamsy goal. That's not a real goal. I mean, if you lose weight, if you would have lost 0.2 pounds, you would have hit your goal for the year. So did you do what in your heart you set out to do. Did you, based on your vision, which we talked about in episode 21, based on your vision, did you set a goal that was true to what you wanted your life to look like in the transformation between the year prior and and the year that you're about to go into or that you're currently in? So when you look at your 2016 goals, did you do what you set out to do? No matter what words you use, did you do it? Step two, Let's just do a hits and miss. Hits and misses. So for every goal that you have, 
that you, whether you made it or not, whether you accomplished that goal or not, I want you to do a hits and misses on it. I used to do this in all of my events, um, all of my uh, communication plans, um, and and I do it now too. I don't have uh, quite the 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 team that I used to have when I worked in corporate, although I have a, a small but mighty team, and. And it was, no matter what, you need to acknowledge what went right and what went wrong. So even if you hit your goal, then you still need to figure out how you could have possibly done it better, but also celebrate what you did right. So I always talk about keeping an even scoreboard. If all you do is nitpick and all you do is is throw every loss on the board, then you're never going to feel like you've accomplished anything. So I'm not encouraging you to do what women typically do, and that's tear apart everything we do no matter how great it was. But I do want you to be mindful of what could have been better so you can keep that in the back of your mind and in your future planning processes. So I'm going to give you one of mine. Um, it was to lose, uh, to get to a certain percentage of body fat. Um, this past year... I lost 12.5 pounds of pure fat. My my muscle stayed about the same because remember, I lift weights like a beast. I, I love working out. But I have always had a hard time getting body fat off. So the past couple years, I have been eating, drinking, and being merry with my um, close tribe of friends, which also you can see on Instagram. We love to cook. We love to eat. We love to, um, you know, drink wine and, and have a good time. Um, so it, there is really absolutely no excuse for, for that, but by and large, I eat very, very healthy, um, on, on a daily basis. Um, I might fall off the rails sometimes on the weekends or for special occasions, which there's always a special occasion in my, in my life. So, um, but by and large, I work out fiercely. And so there was something not right. So over a year ago, I decided, and I, I can't remember which episode I've talked about this in before, but um, maybe is the one with, with Jenny Burton, um, with uh, the, the wellness coach, my, my wellness coach, and um, someone I wanted to introduce you to. But over a year ago, after working with Jenny, I decided to start going to Transformation 10 here in Nashville and get in the bod pod, which is a space shuttle looking thing that you get into and it displaces air all around you. And then it tells you exactly how much fat is on your body. I assure you (laughs) alone, it's not the most fun experience, but because, um, Kurt and Anna are so amazing there. Like I, I actually do look forward to going. And so, you know, when we first started, Kurt told me, and this was bef- this was in 2014, at the end of 2014, or maybe like Q, the beginning of Q1, maybe October-ish or somewhere around there. Kurt told me, you are just not eating enough, Amber. You're not eating enough calories. You work out so hard and you're not fueling your body. And so he was having me eat like just some insane number of calories. So this is 2014. And he told me then and there, you have to give me a year and you have to accept the fact that you're going to put on weight before you lose it. And I was like, um, brother, please, do you understand that I have a pool in my backyard? We are X number of weeks away from pool season. And you're telling me that just before it's time for me to put on my bikini, I am going to be bigger than I am right now. Fool, what are you talking about? And, but he, he promised me and I'm looking at this like, you know, whiz bang equipment at his office 
and realized, okay, well, there is accountability right there and there is science right there. So if he tells me this, there's science behind this. So uh, on his advisement and um, on Anna's nutritional help, um, I started gaining weight. It was awesome. But I knew, like I trusted the process, right? So we get into 2015 and we had about three months of either slow gains or staying about the same. And um, and so then we realized that I probably had some additional problems beyond just my caloric intake. So I started meeting with David Duff, who um, specializes in digestive issues. And y'all know I've got every digestive problem there is. So, um, so he put me on a program that was not actually too crazy, but it was at first extremely restrictive Two foods that I've been restricted to umpteen bajillion times by other registered dietitians like him. So I was okay with it, and he knew that I would follow through with it. So um, we're still on hits and misses here, so so bear with me. So I do his thing. I immediately just start shedding pounds. I, I immediately just, my body responds very, very well. Um, and then I hit another plateau. So my doctor, who is a saint, I am... I would never be able to live without my doctor. I just I tell him all the time, you're not allowed to retire at the end. Um, he's been my doctor since I was 21. I'm 37. And he uh, noticed that my cholesterol was high. And despite like the extreme food journaling that I was doing and, and I was bringing him all of my body fat um, results, I brought him my VO2 max results, which measures like how much like where your heart rate zone should be. Um, I mean, I have I get two tests every month and they're all differently. They're all different tests. So I've had um, ultrasound body fat tests. I've had 360 body fat tests. And I promise there's a point in this. Hang in there with me. I want you to understand how detailed this plan was and how much effort went into this plan, okay? So what we realize after doing some blood work is that I have insulin issues, and so he put me on the smallest dose of a medicine that helped me instead of creating more insulin when my body needed more energy, it would allow my body to actually tap into my carbohydrate and then my fat storage instead of reproducing more and more sugar in order to sustain my very active, very go, go, go lifestyle. Okay, so we're trucking along. By the end of the year... I go to my final body fat test and I had lost 12.5 pounds. Now, a pound of body fat is probably about the size of your fist. So 12 and a half of that came off my body in the past year. So now let's talk about hits and misses. First of all, I did not hit my goal. I did not know truly what was realistic. So I picked an arbitrary number that somewhere on the internet said that somebody for my height and weight should should be. Not understanding that I had blood sugar issues, not understanding that despite the fact that I have done everything in my power to um, to nurture and to be respectful of my complex digestive system, that there was there was even more complications than I even knew at the time. So 
And I also did not do things that I could have done to speed up that process even more. Like I said, I'm a very celebratory person. I could be a little bit um, more um, mindful with my alcohol consumption, as Jenny Burton, who was on my show, um, she'll tell you. And you know, there's there are things that I could have done differently. Now, from an exercise standpoint, I have hits there. I I run a tight ship when it comes to my my exercise. I have girlfriends that I work out with every day. We push each other. Um, I mean, we celebrated towards the end of the year for our accomplishments. We had a spa day and lunch and all that sort of stuff. So when I look at 2000. 16 and that particular personal goal, and I'm using that just because I'm not going to get into the super details of my of my business goals and give you all the, the inside secrets there. But from a personal goal standpoint, I still feel like I won. I did what I set out to do, and that was to crack the code of why I couldn't lose body fat. Now, did I hit the, the percentage number that I've in my mind thought maybe was what I should do. No. But as the year went on, I realized after talking to many um, uh, experts, including my friends at Transformation 10 and David at um, uh, Nashville Fit Lab, that I'll probably never see that number because I'm not even sure that number would look good on me. So, So while I did not technically hit my goal, when I go back to question one, did you do it? Heck yeah, I did it. And when I look at at my second step in assessing the previous year, going through all of that process, the hits for me is that I never gave up. The hits for me is that I trusted the process. The hits for me is I lost like sometimes a half a pound of fat a month. And instead of being like, oh gosh, all I lost was a half a pound, I celebrated that and said, okay, next month, maybe I can get another half a pound of off. And at the end of the year, that was 12 and a half freaking pounds. That's a lot of fat. It's so gross to think that was even on me. But anyways, um, that's that's the ramifications of being a party girl. So, But then there's the misses too. There, there were the misses that, first of all, I didn't pick a realistic goal. So I need to keep that in mind moving forward into 2017. Um, I could have adjusted some things a little bit differently in my nutrition. So when I move into 2017, I can tell you right now that all of the the evidence, all the hits and misses from 2016 is going to help me be realistic about what I want to do for my fitness in the coming year because I don't I don't want to not have a life, right? I mean, my life is abundant. We have super fun. I, I don't want to be a stick in the mud all the time, and I don't want to not live because part of how God designed me was to have a spirit of hospitality and to um, be a celebratory person. So step one, did you do it? Heck yeah, I did. Step two, what are the hits and misses? Step three, what was the impact? So think about this, especially for your business. Um, I will use a business one, um, a, a business example of one of my goals. One was to launch this podcast. <laughs> so um, we did that. And and it was as much work as I thought it was going to be. And I followed my timeline and I brought the people on who I needed help with because I knew dang well that I was not going to be the technical person. I wasn't going to create the content and record it and be the person to mix it and also upload it and all that kind of stuff. So I, I didn't 
create that goal until I knew that I had the capacity in my business to be able to outsource slash delegate things. So um, the impact of this podcast has been uh, that I create content much easier. I don't have to sit down and write. I kind of just come up with an outline and and speak to you from my heart. Um, the impact is definitely um, more customers. Um, people will be able to get to know me better when they listen to my podcast. They know they can trust me. They know that I have experience. They know that I'm not just some, you know, green whippersnapper who's, you know, trying to, um, you know, convince you that I know what I'm talking about. Like if you listen to any of my episodes, I think, I hope the first thing you will say is, okay, she, she knows her stuff. She's the real deal. So there was that impact. And, um, and in a very, very important impact to me too, um, because really, I don't need anything more. I don't need. I don't need to have more stuff. I don't need to have more anything. But what I do have a need for is to be able to give more. So if I make more money, I can give more money, whether that's to, to charitable organizations, whether that's um, in hosting people and making them feel special in my home, whether that is being able to pick up the, the tab somewhere, or if that's to be able to give away free information so that people can improve their businesses and their lives by um, being able to have access to quality information um, and be able to apply it at their own pace without having to pay somebody for that information. So that's an important part of this um, podcast. And in terms of personal satisfaction, number three way of how to assess your year prior um, what was the impact? Well, the impact for me on this is that I have met women who email me their stories and I know for a fact that they are getting something from this and that whether they can afford my one-on-one -on -one time, my consulting time or not, they are able to uh, create change in their business and do something in support of their own dreams. And I can't even describe how amazing that feeling is to me. So step one, did you do it? Step two, what were your hits and misses for each goal that you set? Step three, what was the impact? Step four, what lessons did you learn? Okay, so <laughs> I had... Um, a financial goal tied to a piece of my business that I did not hit. And I can tell you right now that the lesson learned in that is that I needed, I need an immense amount of data for me to feel comfortable moving forward with a major um, time, energy, and financial investment. And I did not have that data. Um, I do now, so watch out world in 2017, but um, I know that about myself. So lesson learned in that is um, don't move forward with a goal just because you think you should. Stop shooting on yourself, Amber. <laughs> and I encourage you, stop shooting on yourself just because there's something that seems like maybe it makes sense. It's what you should do in your business. Doesn't mean that it's actually what you're meant to do. Um, my business evolved in new ways and as it always does, as yours does every single year, your customers are going to tell you what they want. 
And so you do have to pivot. Um, my customers were telling me something and I fought that part because I had this as a goal. What I should have done is scrapped this goal and said, this is going to be put on, um, this is going to the parking lot and we're going to reassess this when that time comes. But I just, you know, it was just icky. It trudged out. I, I mean, it was painful. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to work on it because it just didn't feel right. And so um, lesson learned for me is I need a lot of data. I need a lot, a lot of data for me to feel good about moving forward. Anybody who knows me personally would be like, duh, Amber, of course. Um, but I guess, you know, I always have to learn the hard way. So if you can relate to that. Um, and then also uh, getting back to my body fat example, the lesson learned in that is stick with it. Um measure your results like you would anything else. Uh, what gets measured gets done. I measure my social media. I measure my Google Analytics. I measure my um, my revenue in different areas. I measure my expenses and I measure my body fat. And when you measure things regularly and you're held accountable to somebody, whether that's a bookkeeper, whether that's um, a coach or consultant, whether that is a personal trainer, when something gets measured, it gets done. And so everything that I measured in 2016 had great progress associated with it. And what I didn't really measure when, and that one financial goal kind of got lumped into the back burner on all things category, um, you know, I didn't hit it. So I, I doubled what I did the year before. So that was awesome. But I didn't hit the goal that I put because, again, it was more about shooting on myself. You should do this and, and less about um, really having the passion or the glamour, as I say in my Glamour Goals program. It wasn't a glamorous goal for me. I think I thought it was at the time, but deep down it was not. So lesson learned. Okay, so let's recap. Step one, did you do it? Yes or no? Did you hit your goal? Did you not hit your goal? Did you hit the goal that you intended? Because like my body fat example, I didn't technically hit my goal, but I feel like I I really, really did what it was that I set out to do, and that was to crack the code of why I wasn't able to lose body fat. Um, and then also, of course, lose some body fat, a significant amount. Um, so n number one, did you do it? Number two, talk about your hits and misses. Number three, what is the impact of either meeting your goal or not meeting your goal? Um, number four, what are your lessons? And then number five, what's your plan to move forward based on those lessons? So one of the lessons that I learned um, in many areas of my business this year is that I needed to have um, a, a particular team in place. So as I was rushing towards the end of the year and hell-bent on doing something with that one goal that I knew I wasn't going to make, um, I brought in somebody who is changing that for me. And she's taking over um, pieces of of that particular project that were just... I just didn't, I didn't have the bandwidth for it. I, I couldn't be in everybody else's businesses, which I'm a super strategic thinker. And that's what I get hired for is to think super high level, come up with co-create plans with my clients, um, you know, be the guardian of their brand, help them figure out how to exude, promote, and 
um, and protect their brand from an internal standpoint, um, from a PR standpoint, uh, employee engagement, marketing, the whole bit. And, and so that takes a lot of high level thinking. So sometimes when it comes to my own business, if there are lots of tiny, like tinker toy type pieces, you know, if it's like a Lego set for my own business, like I've already given that to all of my clients. And when I come back home to my business, like I'm out, I'm out of steam. So, um, you're welcome, all my clients, for getting all my brain. <laughs> um, but so, so I was like, okay, well, if I can't be that person in this particular area, this is not working for me. I can be highly strategic in other areas of my business, but this one just freaking wears me out. And so there is a person in for that. Um, and then there is a whole other issue that I learned along the way as I was as I was working towards my goals every time. Um, I hit a roadblock or I felt like I wasn't moving forward that week. There was a big, glaring, obvious uh, reason in my face. And it had nothing to do with anybody on my team and everything to do with my work style and with my lifestyle. And so what I learned is that I had to adapt and, and adjust and create a position that could support the fact that my life is not going to change. The only thing that I can change is how I'm supported so that I can continue to live in my zone of genius and and work in my highest plane and, and where I'm able to contribute and make the biggest difference in my business and the businesses of the of my clients whom I support. So um, that was a, a struggle and it's part of my plan for 2017. Um, and and sometimes that requires that you make decisions that are hard and that maybe you don't really want to make, but you know that big picture and long term, it's, it's the right decision. Um, and that it's, it's going to give you the ability to do more things if you suck it up and um, make some, some dis- decisions, whether that's with um, your finances, it might cost you more uh, short term, but it will make you more money long term. It might be um, with personnel or your team. It might be that um, maybe somebody's on the wrong seat of the bus and you need to move them where they can uh, have a better impact. Maybe you need to move somebody off the bus whether that's because they simply aren't performing or it might be that they just aren't in line with what it is, how you all are operating now. Um, It might be that you need to add more people to the bus and that you have a a team that's clicking and it's working and everybody has a a place and they're moving towards the, the goal and all the needs have been met and you need to add to that or else those people are going to get burned out and not be able to continue to deliver at the capacity that you've enjoyed um, in support of your business. So, you know, planning based on your past results is really a, a key, key area um, of, of your ultimate uh, strategic plan. Um, without your baseline or without the evidence or without the data, as I <laughs> so love, without the data of the year before, it's hard to really be realistic. So when we look back um, to my my biggest example I've used in this episode of the 12 and a half pounds of body fat that I lost, knowing that I did that in the amount of time that I did that with the calories that I was consuming, with the travel that I do, with um, the challenges that I face with my blood sugar and with my uh, my 
intestinal issues, knowing all of that and evaluating that and learning the lessons and figuring out the hits and misses and realizing the impact that that's made on my health and knowing that I, I got that done, whether or not I actually hit the number that I picked or not, that all helps me plan for next year. Now I know it's realistic for me to lose about this much body fat, keeping in mind that I won't have as much to lose next year and being able to have that conversation based on the results month over month of last year that I measured every single month and having that conversation with the people who actually measure the science with me over at Transformation 10 and setting that goal don't you know that I'm like, heck yeah, I could do that. Like fist bump, I'm out, deuces, let's do this thing. Like I'm going to crush it again next year because I have evidence to say that I can. I have evidence to say what will work and won't what and what what will work and what won't work. And so that's a absolutely something that you should do. Whether you made loosey-goosey goals last year, whether you kind of sort of had ideas of what you wanted to do, I want you to reflect on the past year of what you attempted to do, whether you put it on paper or just knew it in your heart, and use that as the evidence to create realistic goals, but stretch goals for your coming year. Now, I want to do something for you. Um, I want to invite you to my five-day challenge, which starts on Monday the 9th, so next week. You just need to go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S. Look for episode 22. And in the show notes, I will link to this challenge. What I'm going to do is every single day, I'm going to take you through one step that will get you by the end of the week. It will get you 10 hours back in your week every single week for the rest of your life. That is more than five hundred hours back into your 2017 so that you have the time and the energy to meet your goals that you are going to create based on what happened in 2016. Because the one thing I always hear is I don't have time. So I'm just going to be clear. It's going to take you 30 minutes-ish, maybe a little bit more each day to, um, yeah, I would say 30 minutes. I've, I've had somebody going through the, this program already. So 30 minutes a day to implement the strategy that I'm going to teach for you that day. Now, you're going to get instruction in your email. So every single day you'll get an email from me is going to tell you exactly what to do, why you need to do it, and how much time it's going to save you. I mean, you are going to want to mouth kiss me. I'm not even joking. And then I'm going to be on Facebook Live reviewing it and answering any of your questions at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So let's see here. Let me do my time zone math. That'll be 12 p.m. Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you need to sign up for this challenge. I'm just telling you. If you want to be able to accomplish what you want to accomplish in 2017, finally, because you have the systems in place, because you have the time to get it done, because you're not drowning in being unorganized and having a chaotic environment around you. If you want to really 
make 2017 different and do it your way, not somebody else's way. You don't have to fit in somebody else's productivity box. That's like the biggest bunch of BS I've ever heard. If you don't want to get up in the morning, don't get up in the morning. If you don't want to have a power all-nighter because that's what somebody does that's super cool that you follow, go to sleep. If you don't like organizing things and filing things a certain way, then you don't have to do it that way. You have to do it the way that works for you. I'm going to give you examples. We're going to cover everything from digital organization to your office space to even a personal project. We're going to have a personal project day. I'm going to show you examples from my own office, my own life, my own business. I'm going to peel back the curtain and walk you through everything. And I want you to be a part of this. It starts on Monday. Do not, do not skip this. Don't, don't. I'm going to say it. Don't be a loser in 2017. I want you to win. Don't be a loser. Sign up for this. You're not cool unless you do it. There. Have I thrown every high school thing I could possibly throw at you? I'm just joking. I invite you to be a part of this. If it's the right time for you, and I do believe it is, then I encourage you to take this five-day challenge and get 10 hours back into your week every single week for the rest of your life. Amen. And I will see you next week on the Bombshell Business Podcast. Happy New Year. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit AmberHurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell.